Welcome to English in 10 Minutes, real, unscripted English conversations about people, places, and their stories. After you listen to the episode, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Today, Wendy and I are talking about trekking in Nepal, which is one of the great trekking and mountain destinations in the world. But before we begin, I'd like to announce that we have a sponsor. How exciting. It is very exciting. And our sponsor is italki. That's I-T-A-L-K-I. Italki is an online platform where you can arrange language lessons with qualified teachers or just conversations with native speakers. It's a convenient, affordable, and effective way to reach fluency in a language. And there's a special offer for listeners of our podcast. So you can get 10 US dollars in italki credits with your first lesson purchase by going to go.italki.com slash English in 10 minutes. All right, so Nepal. Mm -hmm. This is a country that we wanted to visit for a while, and eventually we did. It's quite a long time ago now, about eight years ago, um, but it's a spectacular country for scenery. Absolutely, it is, yes. Um, I love mountain scenery, and... You know, living in Switzerland for a few years, I was really spoiled uh, to have the Alps right surrounding us. Uh, but before that was when we went to Nepal, and I hadn't been in mountains that often at that time, and so it made it even more special and even more spectacular. And so one of the things that a lot of people do when they're in Nepal to take advantage of this scenery and to really enjoy it um, to the maximum extent is to go on a long hike or, in fact, a long trek. Mm -hmm. And we decided to do that as well. And there are really two long treks that you can do in Nepal. And typically, you might choose one or the other. It would be pretty hard to do both, I think, in the same trip uh, because it would take a long time and it also takes a lot out of you. And so one is to do the trek to Mount Everest base camp. And obviously the huge appeal of that is that you're at the base of Mount Everest, right. the highest mountain in the world. So there, there's a, a huge allure of seeing that mountain. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the options. The other option uh, is what's called the Annapurna circuit. And that's actually the trek that we chose. Mm -hmm. And the reason that we chose it over the Everest trek is that it's generally considered to be the better all around trek. It doesn't have that one famous mountain of Mount Everest, but what it does have, which the Everest treks lacks, is that there are villages uh, all scattered around all uh, throughout the trek. And so as you're walking on the path, you're passing these little villages, and that just gives an extra dimension to it. Mm -hmm. Because you're looking at this, these amazing scenery, these amazing mountains as you're going, but you're also seeing a little bit of daily life, rural life, and you're watching the, these people in their villages go about their, their daily activities, and so that just adds an extra dimension to it. And so we'd read and we'd heard that overall it was considered to be the better trek, and that was, I guess, the main reason is that combination of a little bit of culture with the villages, but also the scenery of the mountains. So that's what we chose to do. Yeah, and you're also staying in these small guest houses in the villages, and they're run by the local villagers, and you eat in these guest houses as well. They prepare meals for you, uh, so you do get a chance to interact with the locals and to, yeah, see a bit of their daily life. And I remember also passing by some temples uh, where some Buddhist monks were chanting and praying, and yeah, it was uh, really fascinating. So, and that's a completely 
completely different aspect from just looking at beautiful mountains. Right, and so these guest houses are called tea houses, and they are quite basic, but that's fine. That's you get um, you get what you need, which is a you know, warm bed and a, and, a nice, and a warm meal, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, as and I think we'll talk about this more as we go, but especially at the beginning of the trek, there's no roads, or at least when we did this, um, there were no roads. And so it's very hard to get materials uh, to build fancy places. And so it's very much, these tea houses are very much just built in the local style. And that, and that was great. It was a great experience to be able to stay in those uh, every day. And so at the beginning, you know, it's quite a long trek. Firstly, it took us 17 days to do it. And then we actually added on seven more days at the end uh, to add the Annapurna Sanctuary, or which is often sometimes called the ABC uh, trek for Annapurna Base Camp. So we did 24 days in total. Mm-hmm. And you go through a lot of different scenery. It took us, I think, four or five days till we actually first saw our snow-capped mountains uh, right. for the first time. Because you sort of start quite near a highway, the main highway, I think, that goes from Kathmandu to Pokhara. And so it takes you a while, because there aren't these roads, you have to walk it, to get to the mountains themselves. Right. I remember in the beginning, the the early days, there was a lot of green, a lot of green trees and other greenery that we were walking through, a lot of woodlands. And then once we got higher, then we got kind of above the tree line and you didn't have as much trees, you had more sparse mountains. So the scenery did change quite a lot because our elevation was changing and we were going through these different types of, yeah, greenery and growth. Yeah, and then it really became spectacular. We saw these incredible mountains. And like you said, that combination with the culture. I remember regarding the Buddhist monks, at one point we saw them on top of a roof playing trumpets. Yes. uh, And that was just at sundown. And so that was an incredibly atmospheric experience to see that and to be a part of that. Yeah, you got a great photo of that too. I I remember that photo very well. And so I think those days from about day 5 to 11, let's say, uh, were my favorite days. and so you just had that, those, some great villages around that time and also the, the great scenery that had begun to reveal itself. Uh, and then what you have to do is you have to go over a pass, uh, the Thoranglar Pass, and it's very high. It's over 5,400 meters, um, which is extraordinary when you think about it from a European perspective because that's taller than the peak of Mont Blanc, which right. is the highest mountain in Europe. Uh, and that's about 4,807 meters, depending on how you count it. And so this is 600 meters higher than that. And it's the pass, which is the low part between uh, mountain peaks. Mm-hmm. And I actually had some problems with altitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we actually had to make two attempts to go over the pass because the first time we tried it, I had huge trouble breathing and I just couldn't do it. Um, and so we had to acclimatize for one more day and then try it again the next day. But that's something I think is fairly common. Yeah, it is fairly common. I mean, when you're dealing with altitudes that high, then yeah, our bodies, especially when we're coming from a very low altitude place, if you don't live at a high altitude, then your body definitely needs some time to adjust to that. And some people don't make it. There are people who just have to turn around and go back and aren't able to complete the hike because they physically can't get over the pass. 
uh, just because of altitude sickness, which is really sad, and I'm glad that that didn't happen to us. Yeah, for sure. Uh, although I do still think that the front part before the pass is the best part, or certainly for me that was my favorite part. Uh, and so then we went over the pass, we went down the other side and continued on our way. And eventually, as we said at the beginning, we connected with this Annapurna base camp um, trek. And then this is a bit more like the Everest one. The villages aren't there anymore, and it's mm -hmm. just a kind of pure trek. But you, you arrive in this basin, and you're just surrounded by mountains, and it's truly incredible. Yeah, and I had never seen anything like that before. I mean, a few years later in Switzerland, we did have some other experiences like that. But yeah, to just turn around in a circle and everywhere you look on all sides, you're completely surrounded by these snow-capped white mountains. It was just unbelievable. And these were 8,000 meter mountains, so they're, they're the highest that we've ever seen, I think, even to this day. Mm -hmm. And so that was something really special. With the um, Annapurna Sanctuary trek, this second part that we added on, it's an up and back trek. So you spend a few days going there to see this incredible view, and then you have to walk back um, the way you came. Mm -hmm. So as Whereas this Annapurna circuit is a circuit or a loop, so uh, you're not, yeah, you don't ever walk past the same place twice. You're constantly going through new areas. But I think the combination of the two is a really good idea. I'm really glad that we did that because I think with the circuit you get you know, this all-around trek with some great scenery, also the villages, etc. And then with the sanctuary trek you just get the phenomenal view mm -hmm. of mountains. Yeah. And so, as we said, it took 24 days. It was the first time we'd ever done anything like that, uh, even anywhere near 24 days. Mm -hmm. um, but it was amazing just to be in the rhythm of the walk. Uh, we would go to bed incredibly early, about yeah. 8 p.m., I think. Yeah. <laughs> and then we would wake up at 5, 5.30 and just start walking. Yeah, and we really got into a routine that way, and it just seemed very natural to get up and walk. And... I really loved it. It was a little bit difficult to go back into civilization afterwards when we finished the trek. Yeah, definitely. So it was one of the greatest things that we've ever done. And maybe one day, who knows, we'll return and do the Everest trek uh, as to complete the two great treks in Nepal. I definitely would like to do that one day, yes. All right, we'll see. Thanks for listening to English in 10 Minutes. To download a worksheet for this episode, including the most useful vocabulary and a full transcript of the conversation, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com.